This is James Woodcock's podcast, episode 39, recorded 7th of May 2013, WP Touch Pro 3. Hello, I am James Woodcock from jameswoodcock.co.uk, and today over Skype I have with me Dale Mugford, who is the co-founder of Brave New Code. Welcome back to my podcast, Dale. Hi, James. How are you doing? Very well, thank you, sir. How about yourself? Excellent. Excellent. I'm just glad to uh, be launched. It was a You've really been crazy launched. time. Yeah, been Dale launched. the Rocket. Yeah. No, uh, WP Touch Pro 3 uh, launching that last week. Uh, it's a big uh, weight off my shoulders in particular. With any kind of product launch, especially for a small company where only six people, you know, there's a massive amount of work that needs to be done in order to, you know, ship a product like this. So uh, it's it's nice to be in the post-launch phase. Well, you can relax now, Dale, and you, you're quite the veteran <laughs> I, at this, exactly. as this is I the third relax. time on my podcast. Yeah, that's right, and I can I can relax because it's you. So, uh, you know, I'm sure you'll. By the time I'm done, I'll, I will have had three teas and eaten a pile of crumpets. No, no, we'll have less of this uh, UK stereotyping. <laughs> Thank you. I will not say what the Canadians are famous oh, for. I will oh, remove yeah. on. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, take the uh, the high road. Okay. Oh yes, absolutely. Stiff upper lip and all that. <laughs> I'm falling into my own stereotype. Let's get on with the podcast. So, as you've already alluded to, you are here to discuss WP Touch Pro Three, a dedicated mobile and tablet view for a WordPress powered website. That is designed to decrease loading times and optimizes for a touchscreen device. So it has been a couple of years since we last spoke about WP Touch. Maybe you could give us a little recap of who Brave New Code are exactly for those who haven't heard about you before. Sure. Uh, Brave New Code was founded in 2008 and originally was a web design development studio. Um, but around the same time that we kind of founded the company, Dwayne Story uh, is the other co-founder and myself, we had... Um, created uh, this mobile theme for a music client of ours and we just kind of it wasn't um, uh, it wasn't something that was requested we just were fooling around with the new technologies in mobile the iPhone had come out in 2007 and we were playing around with what it would look like if we built a mobile theme he was running WordPress at the time, the client, and uh, what, what we could do on mobile to offer a really custom experience and his visitors loved it, and he loved it. And, you know, we had basically said, hmm, maybe we could try to open this up. Maybe we could change it so that, you know, we could, you could be using it as an installed plugin on WordPress. You know, everybody could do it. And so we looked at the challenges of that, and we, you know, banged out a version that we put in the free repository in 2008, and the rest, as they say, is history. Uh, within a year or so, uh, downloads had been steadily increasing. Um, it became more and more popular. And uh, I think it was around 2010 that we uh, released WP Touch Pro, and we called it WP Touch Pro 2. And it was the premium version of the free version. And, you know, we created the pro- we, we we ended up kind of moving away from website design and development and getting into uh, the product development because we had a number of plugins and of course WP Touch being the most popular, the demand from users of the plugin for new features and changes just became overwhelming and of course supporting the product was overwhelming. So you know, we said if we're going to keep doing this then we need to find a way to make a living doing it and have our users and customers support us to continue development. And 
there was overwhelming support for WP Touch Pro 2. We were really happy with the result. We were able to continue product development and were able to move away from website design and development. And Dwayne Story had actually some product background. He worked for a few companies in uh, Vancouver in Canada and Ottawa in Canada. And so he brought some of his expertise to the table on how to do products right and what the process is like to do that. And I really had no experience. I'd worked in web you know, for 15 years, but I had never, you know, done a product and what the product cycle is like and what that, how it's different from a project-based development cycle. So it was all new learning for me. And, and of course, for Dwayne, definitely new learning in terms of being in charge of, you know, a product as opposed to just working on a team for a product. So we had lots of learning throughout that, uh, those years. And of course, the product got better and better. And, you know, let's shift forward to today. Today, just last week, we launched WP Touch Pro 3, and um, it's a significant change in the philosophy of the product. And uh, it's um, it's been very well received by existing customers and new customers. So we've been really excited by all the new people that have uh, become interested in WP Touch as a result of the changes in WP Touch Pro 3. So really now we're, we're a product company of five years six people spanning down into California in the States and then across Canada. So, uh, and we of course sell WP Touch Pro online globally. We have customers in over a hundred countries. And um, so it's a, it's a really cool thing to be doing. Certainly to, to go back to the Canadian comment, it, it's certainly a very cool thing to um, have this global product with a small team and, um, enjoy that kind of uh, success and the communication with folks such as yourself around the world. It's such a cool thing. So is WP Touch remaining a WordPress only plugin? Is any yeah, it's always going to change? Be, no, it's always going to be WordPress centric. Um, we decided a long time ago that you know we'd rather be aces of one than, than jacks of all trades and that this kind of um, the kind of product that we want to build is so deeply entrenched into the WordPress culture and philosophy. And we really believe in the spirit around WordPress. So we, we will continue to um, develop this product as a WordPress only. And there's certainly plenty. And when I say plenty of website, I mean, absolutely stonking loads of websites that utilize WordPress yeah, as the core of it, even though it's a blogging platform, not necessarily a blog. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think, uh, and I think in more recent times, we found that obviously WordPress has matured. WordPress grew up, and I think for us at Brave New Code, we've grown up too alongside it. And WordPress is now a content management system with the diversity of, you know, over 10,000 plugins and oodles of themes. Um, you can really make WordPress do your bidding and, and make out of it whatever you like. So we love that flexibility and we love as well the usability of it. So, you know, more and more people are using w, uh, WP Touch and WordPress on their sites because they can manage WordPress as a system to create a website and they can use something like WP Touch to deliver really cool mobile experiences. And, you know, oftentimes they don't need a developer. It's a very low entry fee. Self-hosted WordPress is free. You put it on, you just have to pay for your server and your domain and you get a plugin like WP Touch Pro 3, which starts at 59 bucks. And away you go, you got, you know, a 
whole website with mobile support and everything for very low cost. So I think that that's one of the most compelling reasons why WordPress is so popular is because there's a low barrier to entry from a usability perspective and a low barrier to entry from cost perspective. And Dale certainly sold me on this because he used the word oodles. (laughs) It's in my lexicon, oodles. It's a great word. I use it whenever I can. Good on you, sir. So for those who then have a WordPress site in whatever means and content that may be, why should they install WP Touch? What are the core reasons for this product? Well, one of the reasons is stats. Uh, going back to 2008, when we first created WP Touch, less than half of 1% of all worldwide internet traffic was happening on mobile devices. Flash forward to today in 2013, and over 14% of worldwide internet traffic, that's all internet traffic that happens regardless of the devices, it's happening on mobile devices. And desktop use of uh, the internet is dropping. And you can see the two lines, and they're going to converge and they're going to cross where mobile devices are accessing the internet for web browsing more than desktop computers. And that's probably, in my estimation, about 8 to 10 years away. So... Today, it's never been more necessary to offer some kind of mobile experience for your visitors. You're getting more of them every day. It's only going to go up. And if you choose to do nothing, then you're choosing not to serve those customers uh, or those visitors that are coming to your website and are looking you know, on an iPhone, on an Android, on a Windows phone, on a tablet, and You know, they're also accessing content from other providers. And who are they going to choose? The stats say that visitors prefer mobile customized experiences. And some people are doubters. Some people say, well, you know, it's when I look at websites on my phone, I'm comfortable seeing a desktop theme or, you know, some um, responsive designs become popular in the last year and a half. And so developers are creating themes and going, well, we'll just make this one theme kind of, you know, we'll remove these elements and move these things around. And this looks pretty good on a mobile device. Um, but, you know, what's staring, it's certainly staring us in the face is overwhelmingly the demand for apps. Apps, I mean, certainly on iOS and Android, uh, all of the platforms are huge. That's what makes them so compelling. I would argue that one of the reasons why Apple is so successful is because they have such a great app ecosystem. And because of that app ecosystem, you know, they're able to capture a lot of users because users want these certain types of apps on their phone that allow them to access content. But what do apps do? What they do is format internet content or services that we would normally access over the internet, like Facebook or Twitter, or different kinds of handy apps like little tools and things like that, like a mortgage calculator. You can go to a million mortgage calculator websites, but what? It, why are there you know, 99 cent or 199 mortgage calculator apps in the app store that are extremely popular? It's because it's formatting a mortgage calculator for the device, for a four-inch screen. So the demand is there. The users are saying, we want apps. But what they're really saying is we want mobile formatted content. We want things that are designed for our thumbs. We want things that uh, we want internet content that is, um, you know, that understands the context in which we're using these devices, that we're on the go, that we're not just sitting down at a desk. You know, we're walking down the street or we're on a bus or we're in a car. 
or we're just relaxing on the couch. So apps get that context. They understand, you know, how to leverage the, you know, actual limitations of a four inch screen and users tend to per- pursue migration towards apps that replace former web page inter- like internet functionality because it wasn't available. And so one of our goals is certainly for WordPress sites is to go, hey, let's let's do that for mobile websites, specifically WordPress. Let's make users happy. Let's make all your visitors that come to your site happy that the content has all been formatted for them so that you demonstrate to them that you respect the devices they're coming to your site on and want to deliver for them the best experience that you can. So breaking it down to the real basics, it's all about layouts. So for example, on a desktop machine and looking at your website, if there's a great big sidebar on one side, if you look at that on a 3.5 or 4 inch iPhone screen, for Mm -hmm. example, that sidebar is going to take up a lot of real estate, Mm -hmm. which just doesn't look right. So Mm -hmm. layout is very important. You'd want to chop off the sidebars and other areas. And WP Touch does this beautifully. And then there's the speed aspect, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Because it Mm -hmm. reduces the amount of page load. There may be a ton of plugins you have on the desktop version of the website. But when you go to the mobile version, you want a more slim line, still feature rich, but not as intensive because obviously the processes on phones is powerful as they are you don't want to tax them too much it slows things down it drains mm-hmm. battery and then this touch optimization now this is particularly evident i think on menus if you have a non-mobile optimized website and you have a drop down menu well good luck because uh, it'll either trigger the first menu option or it'll reveal the menu and trigger the first menu option making it not possible for you to select something else from the drop-down list. And it's a nightmare. And again, this mm-hmm. is something WP Touch deals with. So do you think I've covered all the basic principles of WP Touch there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for for us, um, the point is we, you know, with our experience and tenure working on this project for half a decade, we feel like, you know, part of part of our responsibility is to look at stats and figures, look at statistics, look at user behavior, um, analyze all of those things and distill them down into design and development choices um, that maximize for you what you can provide for your visitors that they want. So we make some of those decisions, like you said, you know, recognizing that, you know, the sidebar is far less relevant um, even on some responsive sites, um, I should I'll I'll back up and define if people don't know what res- what I mean when I say responsive. Responsive design is a technique that's used to manipulate a web page by adding or removing elements or rearranging the elements and changing the layout of desktop sites so that when you see them on a, a mobile device, they look much more formatted for a mobile device. So. Um, and it, of course, has its drawbacks, but I'll get into that later. But in this in this particular circumstance, like you said, you know, we're making decisions to remove certain aspects of, you know, desktop sites um, because they're less relevant on mobile devices and bring forward those elements which are more relevant on mobile devices, making menus easy to access um, and making, um, you know, making the content something that's 
um, font sizes that are readable and, you know, focusing on typography and things like that so that, um, you know, there's no friction between what the visitor is looking to accomplish uh, with your website, accessing your content or listening to a podcast or whatever it is, and, you know, the website itself. So we try to make sure that the web experience gets out of the way and that users can just uh, do what they want to do. When it comes to speed, that's a real advantage for something like WP Touch over a responsive site or your desktop theme. We've highly optimized WP Touch Pro and in WP Touch Pro 3, it's even more optimized than it's ever been. I mean, the whole plugin package itself is 1.5 megabytes. The whole plugin. So the themes are in the uh, like 100 kilobytes. And to put that in context, you know, some responsive sites are up to six megabytes in size for just one page view that you're sending to a mobile device. So it's extremely optimized. In fact, all of our themes in WP Touch Pro 3 and it ships with 3 are imageless. It's imageless design. All of the user interface is uh, created out of icon fonts and CSS. That's it. There's no images in the themes at all. So the only images that the themes are sending to mobile devices are whatever is in your content. So whatever images are in your posts or pages or what have you, that's what we're sending down. So WP Touch gets out of the way, is as streamlined and lightweight as possible to deliver an extremely fast and speedy experience for visitors. I mean, the, the web stats show that, you know, users are willing to wait two, maybe three seconds and if a page is not starting to load and content's not readable and accessible, they leave. Over 50% of your visitors will just leave. It takes longer than three seconds. And think about user behavior in the context of Facebook or Twitter. They tap on those links on mobile devices. You know, you get a web view and it's supposed to load that page. If it takes longer than three seconds, the stats say that most users just back right out of that content and go look for something else to read. So they're very aggressive and it's difficult, right? Because, you know, mobile internet connections are slower than desktop internet connections. Mobile devices are slower than desktop devices. And yet it's a reverse metric. The users expect that content loads faster on mobile devices than it does on desktop. The expectation is reversed. They're actually willing to wait longer on the desktop, but that's because of the context. The context for mobile devices is that they're on the go. They're, they want things to go faster. Whereas the context for the desktop computer is sitting down and relaxing. You're willing to wait a little longer. So we take all of that into account and we're trying to deliver really polished uh, experiences that include the tenure of our education in mobile development and you know putting that into the product for all of our customers so that we do all that work so that you don't have to. And of course, when you started WP Touch, it was all about smartphones, and then Apple dropped a bombshell and released the iPad. And you very kindly, as a company, released an iPad-optimized view, which worked mm -hmm. very well. Mm -hmm. uh, but now iPad, although it's still doing incredibly well, selling millions and millions and millions worldwide, Android is there as well, just as dominant. Mm -hmm. And Windows is as eager just to get into this market as Apple and Google are with their operating system. So there's Windows RT and Windows 8 with its very mm -hmm. tablet or in, you know, inspired operating system. Mm -hmm. So how has this been a challenge for you? Because there's always anything technology, there's always changes and particularly quick ones as well. And you've had to adapt to this changing landscape. So how, how has it changed the evolution of WP Touch and how do you see it continuing in the future? 
That's a great question. Uh, I think the last time we talked, it was around the time when the iPad, uh, about WP Touch, that uh, around the time that the iPad had launched. And, um, and uh, I can't remember exactly, but it was with our 2.1 update with WP Touch Pro 2 that we um, released the iPad support in the product. Um, and we just went with iPad for WP Touch Pro 2. We didn't support any other tablets because, I mean, I would argue even today, the iPad is still very dominant. Um, as a tablet device, and in particular for web browsing, that uh, the web browsing stats for tablets are overwhelmingly in favor of the iPad. But there are other devices too, which don't get as much recognition, but users browse on things like the Kindle Fire. And, you know, even um, my Kindle e-reader device, uh, it's uh, older than the Kindle Kindle Fire, but it has a web browser in it, and I can access web pages on that. And one of the things we thought about, of course, in the changing landscape, as you mentioned, is that while we had uh, what I would call gravy in our um, iPad theme for WTouch Pro 2, it had a lot of kind of effects, uh, and it was styled much more like a native iPad application that we wanted to in general with WPTouch Pro 3s, move away from kind of an Apple-centric approach and move to an approach that encompasses all popular touch-based mobile devices and tablets. So with WPTouch Pro 3 in the classic theme, um, the, the tablet support is across the board. It supports all Android, Windows uh, tablets, Kindle Fire, you name it. Um, and we just let customers know too if there's a tablet device that uh, it's not showing for then we can quickly add support um, in the product so it's built to be much more universal in its tablet support it's the same for the mobile themes they're much uh, better on Android devices and much better on Windows Phone devices much better on BlackBerry OS 6 and up devices so BlackBerry devices in the last few years including the new Z10 um, so we've we've really matured as well in taking the product and stretching out its um, capabilities on non-Apple devices. I think as well, and that, that shows in the appearance, you know, if people go to bravenewco.com slash WPTouch and they look at the new themes, they're going to see they're, they're much less app-like. So we've moved away as well from having an app-like feel and more about creating great mobile web experiences that we decide, you know, apps are one thing and mobile websites are another thing. And so let's focus on, you know, doing the mobile web part right and not worry about the app part. You know, and I think that customers, um, they have the ability with WP Touch Pro to offer a web app that on iOS devices that they can save, to, users can save to their home screens and then access that website in a dedicated way similar to an app, but that we focus on not trying to make WP Touch like an app if that makes sense, that it's more that the, the web mobile web experiences are different from app experiences and users have different expectations for them. So we wanted to make sure that we delivered on those different expectations and also delivered on making sure that, you know, our customers, I'm sure, expect that their sites look great on iPhones, iPods, Android devices, Windows devices, Blackberries, all those popular devices that they could see their site on on their friend's phone if it's different from theirs and go wow it looks great over there too right so we wanted to really focus on expanding the you know the landscape of the devices that WP Touch Pro works on and uh, tablets of course was the was the main thing that we wanted to expand because we only had iPad support really in uh, WP Touch Pro 2 it did work uh, on some other devices but we just 
you know, um, the experience wasn't as great. And so we didn't officially support that. And so it was our goal with WP Touch Pro 3 to expand the, you know, the tablet landscape of devices that the product works on. Right now, there's only one theme of the three that works on tablets, but WP Touch Pro 3 themes are designed differently under the hood. There's been a huge, I mean, there's, the product was overhauled top to bottom. Uh, most people wouldn't know this, but 60,000 lines of code later, we have a new product. And um, we had to overhaul the architecture. We wanted to deliver more themes with WP Touch Pro 2, but it was just we had architected it in a way that made that very difficult. And so that was, you know, a learning uh, exercise for us. So we kind of scratched that and developed a new way to build themes so that we could add more themes to the product as we go forward. And you damn well sure that we'll be adding more themes for WP Touch Pro 3. So you know, it's uh, Lookout Theme Forest and, and all of those guys, because when they see more of the themes that we build, um, I think they'll be pretty intrigued with uh, the platform that's underneath. So that platform is built for, it, it, it leverages responsive design techniques. So we're following the BBC's models, which, you know, they decided, let's keep desktop separate from tablets and smartphones. And we just really agree with that philosophy saying it makes much more sense to adapt experiences for 10, 7 inch and 4 inch devices than it does to adapt 4 inch uh, with 26 or 30 inch displays, right? That trying to condense, it's Jacob Nielsen, uh, the famed usability expert said it was, you know, it's kind of crazy to try and adapt a, a site designed for large desktop screens all the way down into a 4 inch smartphone screen that it's maybe not the best way um, it, it's not going to offer the best usability and it's certainly not going to offer the best manageability as a site owner um, to try and adapt a site to all these different sizes that it's probably better to follow the BBC approach which is well we can leverage responsive design is a fantastic technique but let's do it for smartphones and tablets and then leave desktop out of the picture and I think that's one of the great freedoms of WordPress is to be able to install a, a plugin, a solution like WP Touch Pro and go, whew, I can keep playing with my desktop site. I can change it as much as I like. I can um, just add and remove content. And I know that WP Touch is just working its magic for smartphones and tablets. And I get to tweak that experience as well, separate from the desktop. And it removes a lot of the headaches. And that's, you know, that's something that I think is really important for WordPress users because WordPress users have that expectation of the ability to customize and change and evolve their websites. You know, so responsive design might work as a solution for something that's a, like a fixed project and you're not too worried about it changing. But for WordPress users, I would argue that most of them like the ability to tinker and change plugins and update their themes and responsive design can be very restrictive in that because you start adding or changing things and then the layout breaks on your site and you wonder why well how did that break or can i not change something and you know so it can be much more of a labor intensive way to deliver a mobile experience um, alongside a desktop experience with WordPress. And we just feel like, well, you don't have to, right? And there's so many more advantages to having a tool like ours with regards to speed and customizability. So uh, we, we're really, we, and it seems so far, at least the response in, in the first few days for WTouch Pro 3 has been very good. So I feel like we're on the right path in uh, continuing to develop the product this way. 
So this is obviously just the start of WP Touch Pro 3. So what developments can we expect? What do you have planned? Well, like I said before, we'd like to add more themes. We're going to obviously add more capabilities. Under the hood, it's built in a much more modular fashion. So when it comes to adding sliders or certain touch or gesture capabilities, we're breaking out functionality into modules that can be added to themes fairly simply. So it's, you know... I think it will take some time for developers to realize just what we've built, but once they start looking under the hood and they see, wow, you know, there's a real platform under here that allows me to really accelerate mobile development for client sites, et cetera, I think they'll be very excited. But for us, we're just looking at, you know, the philosophy for WPTouch Pro 3's uh, themes that we provide um, will be to look at the different genres of WordPress sites and try to say what if we could deliver the best possible mobile experience for a podcast site, what would that look like? And the flexibility of WP Touch Pro 3 is going to allow us to do that. So we could say the same thing for uh, photography sites or uh, the same thing for restaurant websites. You know, what is the best mobile experience for a restaurant website? What do they need on mobile devices? What do uh, users and visitors coming to a restaurant website on their phone, what do they need? And try to deliver, you know, really custom tailored uh, mobile solutions for the different types of WordPress sites that are out there. I think in the past, WP Touch served a general purpose to mobilize content for WordPress websites, but it was fairly restrictive. Whereas with WP Touch Pro 3, there's a lot more branding control and customizability. And all of the screenshots on our product pages are just straight up screenshots of either sites that we created ourselves, uh, just using the product with no custom code, or sites that we've um, had people um, been using the product to demo over the last few weeks in beta. So, you know, what you see is what you get. Everything that's on our product pages has not been doctored or changed in any way. And we went to great lengths to make sure that, you know, we could take screenshots of our product and know that when customers download it and try and install it, they can do exactly what they saw on our website. So what is the pricing structure of WP Touch Pro 3 for new users and those who wish to upgrade from a previous version? Uh, for upgrade customers, we have uh, fairly aggressive uh, pricing. It's significantly lower than the new pricing. Um, for any customer using 2.x and, and they bought it in a, in 30 days prior to um, uh, May 2nd, then they'll get the WP Touch Pro 3 product for free. It just appears on their new uh, accountants in our support services. We've also overhauled our support and our website. Our support is now a private ticketing system. Um, so that's going to make it much easier for customers to provide credentials for their websites for us to, you know, look in there and try and fix a problem or they can, they can just feel more comfortable that we're serving them a one-to-one -one, uh, basis. Uh, so they can log in to support and they'll just see the download and the license for WP Touch Pro 3. If they bought it previous um, 30 days and beyond uh, May 2nd, then uh, there's upgrade pricing for that. And they just have to visit the site and if they're logged in, they'll see what the prices are for them to upgrade. And in general, the pricing for WP Touch Pro 3 we think is very aggressive and, and it offers a huge amount of value for uh, what it does for you and it starts at $59 for a single site and uh, it's $129 for three sites and as a developer uh, it's $399. And what about your other plugins like WordTwit Pro? Is anything happening there? 
Uh, WordTwit Pro and Piggy Pro. Um, we're going to be emailing customers soon about our plan for that, but I can basically let you know that um, our plan is to depreciate those plugins. Um, we just decided to focus our business around WP Touch and to try to really push it forward as far as we can. Um, but we recognize that those products um, were you know, fairly popular with a number of people. They're not going away, but what we're going to do is, is um, move those pro plugins into the free repository. So they'll be freely, the, the current code bases for those pro versions will now become the free versions that will be freely available. And we'll continue development on those plugins, but they'll be free for everyone. And we'll have details for customers of those products about, you know, what uh, we're going to do in lieu of depreciating those products. So customers will just receive emails with all the details uh, on what we're uh, going to do for them. And finally, where can we find out more about Brave New Code? BraveNewCode.com. That's our website. Uh, Twitter, it's um, simply at BraveNewCode. And Facebook is facebook.com slash brave new code. That's where we're most active online. That's where we're uh, communicating with customers and sharing uh, lots of news around uh, mobile development. So essentially, if you type brave new code, you can't go far wrong, really. You can't. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah, put, pop it into Google or Yahoo and you'll find us. Well, thank you very much for your time, Dal. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much, James.